Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again for a very special episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. Today, we are joined by our very good and special friend, Robert Hodgkin. Robert Hodgkin is the head of Robert Hodgkin Ministries, as well as Men on the Frontlines, two powerful ministries that he leads here in the United States and also abroad. And Robert is also part of the core team and leadership, both for Patricia King Ministries and Shiloh Fellowship, which we are covered by. Patricia King Ministries, and we are members of Shiloh Fellowship. So, Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. I love being here with you guys. It's family time. I love it. Yes, awesome. And as always, we just want to thank you for being a part of this podcast. And we want to remind you to hit that subscribe button and you will be alerted every time we post a new um, podcast. We're doing this series right now on maintaining your fire, which we're really excited to dive in here with Robert. And so, and then just give it a thumbs up and let us know your feedback and your comments. We always like to hear from you and what specific specifically about this particular episode touched your life. Testimony is so powerful. We're going to be getting some of that on this podcast, hearing about Robert's testimony, but we want to hear from you and see what the Lord's doing in your life. So make sure to like it, to hit that subscribe button and share with all of your friends. You're so good at that. I just, it's so easy. So as I said, we're so excited to be joined by Robert, and we have been, as Tara said, going through this series of maintaining Mm -hmm. your spiritual fire. And today we're going to be talking with Robert, not only his testimony, he has a powerful testimony of how he received the fire. Then we're going to move into maintaining the fire and how he does that. And then we're going to move into something that we really believe is going to touch many of your hearts. When you feel like your fire is at an all-time low, Mm -hmm. or maybe you even feel like you lost your fire, how do you regain your fire? And Robert has so much wisdom and, and insight that he's going to give us today, as well as it will only it'll not only be informational, it'll also be revelational yeah. and impartational. And so, Robert, how did you in your life, you've walked with the Lord almost 20 years now, how did you receive the fire from the Lord? Well, um, yeah, for, for almost the first 40 years of my life, I was a mocker and persecutor of Christians. Um, I was anything but a believer. I actually dismissed Christianity and Jesus as a fairy tale, a myth, or even a con. Um, and then very long story made short, I was going through a challenging season. I was living a sort of semi-retired life in a cabin up in the woods in Northwest Montana, I was in my, uh, I was 30, almost 39 years old. I was 38 and a half years old and I was splitting wood going through a very challenging time. And all of a sudden the God I'd mocked and made fun of manifested his presence outside my cabin and declared, I refuse not to love you. And I had this encounter with God, the reality of God that went on for, I have no idea how long it was an encounter with the, I am. And it was, it was literally his I amness. It was in outside, it was inside of space and time, but in his eternal nowness. And I truly don't know if it lasted two seconds, two minutes, two hours. For all I know, it could have been two days. If I had to guess, I'd say to my temporal mind, it felt like we had a heart to heart conversation for about 20 or 25 minutes. And in the course of that conversation, what it was, was me bringing every wicked, arrogant, hurtful, hateful, selfish thing I'd ever done. And in 38 and a half years, there'd been a lot. I was a wounded, angry man. And every single thing I brought before him that I thought would 
yeah. discount this 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 love and acceptance I was feeling every time he his response was I refuse not to love you and it was uh it was quite an encounter now that's part of the testimony but I had been a seeker for years but I'd been looking in all the wrong places for all the wrong things from the new age to eastern mysticism to Jungian archetypal theory to meditation and holotropic breathing hallucinogenic drugs I knew there was something more and I wanted it I just wasn't I just hadn't realized it was Jesus yet so the reason I bring that up is by that evening I knew something very real had happened. I knew I hadn't imagined it, but I just kind of had talked myself into it was another trippy encounter, you know, like, and I won't go into all the false things I had encountered that I now know were false and demonic and lies and lures, but God in his incredible goodness, the next day I went through something else difficult. I got a phone call, I actually slammed the phone down in my frustration and irritation and anger. And I took a couple steps, not really even knowing fully what I was going to do other than wanting to distract myself, not wanting to think my thoughts and feel my feelings. And all of a sudden, I tangibly felt like a bolt of electricity is the best way I can surge of electricity hit my belly. I felt something pop out of my mouth, didn't see anything, but felt it physically, fell to my knees and began weeping for basically three hours. Wow. And when I came up off the floor after weeping for three hours, that God was doing this deep heart cleansing in me. I came up off the floor and the first words out of my mouth were, Lord, if you're as real as you felt it in the woods yesterday, I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I want you, Jesus, come into my heart. And he came flooding into me and nothing's been the same since. And that was... 20, 20 years and a month ago, I was 38 and a half. I'm 58 now. And it's been 20 amazing, sometimes challenging, but always glorious years. Wow. That's amazing. incredible. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that testimony. And what, what kind of I get from that is you were seeking, mm -hmm. you were seeking something. And so, you know, just, I even feel prompted, you know, for mm -hmm. all of the people that might be listening that are seeking something what do you feel like right now even prophetically maybe the lord might be speaking to them in this moment one of the god loves seekers you know one of my favorite communities to minister to is the new age community yeah. and one of the things i want to say to everybody who's been seeking if like me you were seeking outside of the church if we as the church have misrepresented god to you i'm so sorry because he's so merciful he's so kind he's so loving he's so forgiving he loves that you're searching he doesn't blame you for searching in the wrong places he wants to meet you wherever you are and reveal your truth to him and I've met people who were like me and I don't I don't beat them over the head with no Jesus is real. I always say to them, you know, one of the things my God loves about you is you're a seeker yeah. and you want to know truth, don't you? And they always say, yes, I'm after truth. And we don't debate what truth is. I always simply say, then let's pray this together. And I pray this with every single one of you listening or watching. Mm -hmm. My God, Jesus Christ loves you so much and honors you for seeking truth. All I ask that you would pray in agreement with me is that he would help you come to know what truth truly is. And that way, I, I know that what you want is truth, true truth. And all I ask is you ask for the real truth to be revealed to you. That was my heart. That was my prayer. And Jesus found a way to make himself so real to me 
None of those ever, the, none of those things have ever lured me again. Not even the ones that weren't obviously wicked, but it's it's just so clearly not the same as the fullness of who he is. I heard someone say once, you know, it, once you eat steak, hot dog doesn't taste the same. <laughs> once, once you've eaten of the truth of Jesus okay. Christ, the reality, and I mean of his love, I mean of his mercy, I mean of his kindness, I mean of his goodness. Once you've eaten of that, I'm not talking about rules and, and laws. I'm talking about him. Once you've tasted of the reality of his goodness, that even in the difficult times, it's so easy to pull on that goodness and trust in that goodness. There's nothing and no one like him, and he can't wait to introduce himself to you. Wow. Wow. I love your testimony, Robert. And the thing that I love most about your testimony is it is so obvious that that encounter that you had and that Jesus that you meant, he is still yeah. so real to you right now. Yeah. Like even as you're being moved in your emotions right now, that's the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's that's the yeah. Jesus. And and those seekers that are watching, that's that's all we want you to know. Jesus yeah. is real. Yeah. Robert is a person. I am a person. Tara is a person. Tara really grew up with such an amazing, rich legacy of, mm-hmm. of Christianity. And my parents were amazing believers. And I have a legacy as well. But I was also somebody who drifted away from mm-hmm. the reality of Christ. Yeah. And when he became real to me, I've never looked back mm-hmm. because it's like you just said, you can't eat that hot dog when you've had a steak, when you've had a filet mignon who wants a hot dog, you know, when a filet mignon is available to you. Yes, right. So it's so obvious to me that you have maintained that fire. Mm-hmm. You have maintained that encounter. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't just an encounter. And then, you know, you moved on with your life and you said that was nice. And But it changed you. Yeah. It transformed you. And it's so obvious to see and you are just so full of the love of god robert it reminds me actually a bit of my father's testimony where he was about to jump out a window and and commit suicide in stuttgart germany he was stationed there in the united states army and he was about to jump out a window in stuttgart germany and the lord literally met him it's a long story but the lord met him and poured over him what he can only describe like liquid love and it sounds like that's a bit of what you encountered how did it feel to you that day when you encountered the love of God, how did it come to you? He come to you. It's so hard to really put into words, but it's a great question. It was, it was, he manifested his presence. It was like this dome of almost silence surrounded me, covered me. It was a supernatural silence. That's one of the first things I noticed. Now I was living in a cabin in the woods, in the foothills of the Rockies. My nearest neighbor was down the slope across a valley more than 10 acres away. I could see that. So I was used to quiet, but this was a whole different level. And it was so supernatural that I, I don't often tell this part because when I do, sometimes people have said, I don't believe you. And I always say, well, you don't have to, it's okay. But it was so supernaturally quiet. That's the first thing I noticed is two things that got my attention. This holy hush is the way I describe it. And I couldn't hear the thoughts in my own head. And I'd made a very good living on the creative side of big budget advertising through um, my imagination and sort of stream of consciousness thinking and coming up with ideas for commercials and radio spots and print ads. My whole life, I'd had a very rich thought life. And it was the first time I can remember being aware that there wasn't a constant barrage of thoughts, controlled, uncontrolled thoughts. But the other thing that really got my attention is the only thing I could hear was this faint little noise. 
And the best way I can describe it is if like across the room, someone was taking a tiny little drop of water and putting it on the wood stove and that almost like a And I remember thinking, what is that sound? And the supernatural knowing came to me that what the sound was, it was the sound of the snow that was falling, hitting the snow on the ground. And I can't prove it. I just knew it. And then all of a sudden, I realized something is going on supernaturally. And that's when the presence of God within this holy hush manifested. And I heard clearly, didn't see him physically, but felt the presence and heard him clearly declare, I refuse not to love you. And I felt so loved and accepted because I'd achieved everything in my life that my upbringing had told me would make me happy, secure, admired, all of that. And I had many blessings in my life, but I didn't have peace. I didn't, I was still an angry man. I didn't have so many things, including peace and love and acceptance at the core of my being. I still suffered with all sorts of challenges, including borderline clinical depression. But in that moment, I knew I was loved. I knew I was accepted. And it's it's hard to describe. It was like every cell of my body was like, <sighs> and when I thought, no, this can't be true. I know who I am. I know what I'm like. And I brought all those things into this heart-to-heart, silent, but profoundly real conversation. The reply was always, I refuse not to love you. And this, like you pointed it out, Benjamin, 20 years later, it is very rare I share this and I don't cry because it was, it's so real. He's so real. Right. I love it. It's, it reminds me when you're talking about hearing the snow hit the ground. It's like the Bible says, though our sins be as scarlet, mm. yet he wow. will us white as snow. So and it's almost like in that moment, the Lord gave you this supernatural hearing to hear the snow hitting the mm. ground, almost like his spirit was hitting your heart in that moment, yeah. washing and cleansing you. And so just yeah. a powerful, powerful encounter. I, I just feel, um, I, I wanna ask, cause w- when you said you were just in your cabin, mm alone i think you mentioned you were chopping wood am mm-hmm. i correct yes i will i and, finished splitting wood yes okay awesome and i just you know for all the listeners out there you know in that moment were you meditating were you praying or was it literally like he was because what i hear from you is that yes you were a seeker but in that moment you weren't necessarily seeking no and, and so can you share a little bit about yeah. that I now I lived in a cabin in the woods of Montana and I had a wood stove. And so I split a lot of wood because that's how I heated the cabin all through the very long winters. But because of what I was going through, and I won't go into details, but I was going through a very challenging emotional situation Mm -hmm. and I was not uh, equipped to feel my feelings and think my thoughts. Let's put it that way. So what I was splitting an inordinate amount of wood that day because um, I needed wood, but it was also one of the ways I could physically just take out my frustration, my irritation, my all the things I was feeling that I didn't want to feel. I took it out on the wood pile. So I split an inordinate amount of wood. And honestly, Tara, what I was feeling at the moment was kind of exhausted. This part, I remember clearly, I stopped splitting wood because my arms were so tired. I'd split so much wood that when I brought the axe down, my grip was sloppy and the head of the axe skipped off the top of the log and 
praise God, he was probably already there looking out for me, missed my boot by inches. And I realized I'm becoming a danger to myself. So I didn't, I, I was still like frustrated, angry at this situation. I just stepped back and plopped down in a snowdrift. Mm-hmm. Just like to be like, I don't know what to do. I, and I wasn't all I, all I was doing was trying to avoid thinking my thoughts and feeling my feelings. And that's when this holy hush came. I was not in a meditative state. I was actually trying to, to use a fancy word. I was trying to be in a disassociative state. And just in the sense of I wanted to disassociate from my thoughts and feelings, not think them. Wasn't thinking about God. Wasn't thinking about anything more than I, I was trying not to think and it wasn't working because my my just churning of thoughts and churning of emotions and I couldn't distract myself. So I fell back in this snowbank and it was like sitting in this big easy chair. And the next thing I knew, the presence manifested. Wow. <laughs> I think it's such a powerful reminder that even even though we do seek him and he wants that from us, that even more he's seeking us and he's seeking after us and Mm -hmm. we don't even have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's a powerful reminder for all of us. And even even me and Benjamin sitting here is a powerful reminder that even in our place of frustration, even in our place where maybe we're not at our best, we're not doing our best, God is right there able to encounter us even in in those moments where we're even probably saying pushing those things away like he he can come and invade us so that's so that's so awesome and robert we've been talking about maintaining the fire and we've been encouraging people that maintaining your fire doesn't always look pretty it's not always easy it's not even always supernatural and so you know it's so evident that you have done such an amazing job maintaining the fire of the lord in your life and so would you share with us some of the ways and the tools that you've used to maintain the fire of the lord in your walk with him in your journey with jesus yeah, great question. And I've had to learn to do it because of what he's called me to and where he has me serve. And a lot of times I'm called to areas that need to be broken open and it can feel like you're beating your head against a brick wall in the spirit and you're giving everything to it. And nothing's happening. Nothing's shifting. You're dealing with decades or generations of you know powers and principalities over nations. So there's been times where I've been discouraged or frustrated and I've had to maintain that fire. And there's A few key things he's taught me along the way that always serve me well. One is let it be personal, you know. Um, um, And what I mean by that is I learned a while ago that God's favorite place to meet me is exactly where I am, but I need to be willing to be there. And as a younger Christian and a newer minister, I had to realize it's okay for me to get with God and be real and be personal and say, I'm frustrated. I'm discouraged. I don't know what's going on. I don't like what's going on and pour my heart out. Me pouring my heart out to him always initiates, you know, what you sow, you reap. He always pours his heart out to me. And not in the moment, maybe, but eventually, or in the moment in the spirit, absolutely. And eventually I feel it. But here's a couple keys he's given me that 20 years later, I still use all the time. One of the things I like to say about God that really helped me maintain the fire is what he did for me at the cross changed my life forever 20 years and a month ago why he did it changes my life every moment of every day Mm -hmm. 
And we deserve as Christians to be so blown away by what Jesus did for us at the cross, that he loved us so much. He gave his life. He shed his blood. He absolved us of our sins. That's incredible. And I'm so grateful for what he did. But I'll tell you, sometimes what really helps me maintain fire is not only what he did, but I'll focus on why he did it. And he did it because he loves me. He did it because he wants me. He did it because he knew what he was getting in me in all my foibles and challenges. And he knew I'd be frustrated or disappointed in those moments. So I focus on how loved I am and the truth of Hebrews 4, 12, I think it is. Hebrews 4, I think it's 12, where it says, boldly come before my throne of grace in your time of need to obtain mercy and help. I had to learn that it didn't, it doesn't say boldly come before my throne of grace when you've been Johnny super Christian son, and Uh you've led a nation to me and you've worked miracles and you can say, I've earned my way into your presence, father. It's just the opposite in my time of need. So I go to him and I tell him, you know, this is where I'm wrestling. This is where I'm struggling. And what gives me that access is the blood of Jesus Christ. But what helps me remember is not just what he did, but why he did it. Remembering how much he loves me, even when I've punted it or blown it or am am not focused really helps. One of the other things that really helps me is because when you're, when, when in seasons like this, where there's so much warfare going on, and those are seasons actually of great blessing, because it means we're being blessed with seasons to advance the kingdom in the earth, right? But those the 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 warfare, the challenges, there's things going on. Like we've had one thing after another happen with my family just this year. And and it's been a very challenging year. But when I don't know what God is doing, when I have no idea what he's doing, when I can even honestly say to him, God, I don't even know where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Just because of all this stuff that's going on, when I don't know what he's doing, I always on I always focus on what he's like. And that takes me back to the why over the what, when I focus on what he's like, and I want to have those, those pity parties and those little toddler Christian hissy fits of God, this is not okay. And this doesn't let it in. And I've had them two in the morning in the middle of the night, God, what is going on? And I always end up sitting and focusing on what he's like. And I remember not only is he almighty and invincible in battle, but he's good. Yes. And he's trustworthy and he's faithful. And I've never known anyone like him. You know, even going back, this is how personal our God is. Going back to my testimony, it was years later when I was dealing with a very, very, very long-term mysterious and debilitating health battle. Mm -hmm. Six years into it, I won't tell the whole story, but I'm six years into it. I'm lying on a couch because I'm so weak, I can't stand up. And I, I, all of a sudden, my salvation experience, that initial encounter, I should say, comes to my mind. And I think, God, why did you, when you showed up, why did you say I refuse not to love you? You've had me minister your love all over the world. And you always have me look someone in the eye and connect with your heart and declare Jesus loves you. And your love flows and the people are touched. You've never had me say Jesus refuses not to love you, ever. Why did you say I refuse not to love you? And clear as a bell, inner voice, still small inner voice, but clear as a bell. He answered immediately and said, because your whole life, people had said, I love you. And they did until they didn't. And I wanted you to know this is different. I don't just love you. I refuse not to love you. And in that moment, I thought every single person in my life to that point who had said to me, I love you 
did until they didn't. And I suddenly had this message to me of, I'll love you until you disappoint me, or I'll love you until you do something wrong, or I'll love you until fill in the blank. But there's always a reason love is withdrawn. And he showed up and he said, I refuse not to love you. And so when I don't know what he's doing and I focus on what he's like, I even remember that there are so many subtle and personal things he's doing that we're not maybe even aware of. He knows exactly what's going on in my life that I'm wrestling with and he's still good and he's still loving and he's still at work. So those are, so those are some of the big ones as I focus on why he did what he did as much as what he did. And when I have no idea what he's doing, I focus on what he's like and I reconnect to that love place. Like to me, the key to fire because fire is his love yeah. is we love him because he first loved us mm -hmm. and that we need to get back to that place of first love. And my personal experience with the truth of that scripture isn't about me getting back to that place where I first fell in love with him and trying to stir that passion back up. It's getting back to that place where I realized how much he loves me and my love responded. I responded in love. So my revelation of the power of first love is when I first realized how much he loves me and then I can't help but respond in love. Wow. and trust and that fire wow that is so so powerful so robert yeah. all of these are such important keys for everyone watching or mm. listening robert just as we end here one one quick thing there could be people in fact there probably are people watching or listening today who say you know what benjamin tara robert i haven't maintained the fire mm -hmm. in fact i had a powerful encounter with god or i knew him when i was a little kid and i've totally walked away i've mm -hmm. totally lost the fire mm -hmm. i'm at my lowest point what would be something that you would say to somebody to help them regain yeah. the fire we've talked about receiving the fire maintaining the fire but what if their fire has gone out what yeah. would be something that would help them to regain the fire that you could speak to those who are watching or listening before we wrap up here yeah. I really would encourage you, as I said, be honest with God. There have been, I have had so many challenges in my 20 year walk with him. And there's times I felt dull. I felt dry. Even last year, we went through a major battle in my family when my wife was diagnosed with a very aggressive uh, and, and threatening form of cancer. Mm -hmm. And we had a, a year where everything changed for us. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I learned in that year is to allow myself to be in the season that I'm in without guilt or shame, but but real be real with God about it. Because I was one who I looked forward to my morning devotional times that were anywhere from a half hour to two hours of reading the word, praying, worshiping God, hearing from him, sitting with him. And all of a sudden, I rarely would get two or three solid minutes because at any moment, I might have to take my wife to the emergency room middle of the night, early in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have those lengthy devotional times. And I came to a point where because of that, my fire was out mm -hmm. because I wasn't getting that fresh oil every day. Mm -hmm. And I remember avoiding it for a long time because I thought, well, I can't do that. So I guess it, and I finally just got real with God and said, Lord, I feel dry. I feel like my fire's out. You know my schedule. You know I can't plan on 10 minutes in a row of anything right now. And he really was good to me. And he really, it wasn't like he spoke to me in that moment, but he inspired me to let that season be that season and learn to connect with him on the go. I remember I was doing something and all of a sudden he said, well, you've turned your thought to me right now. Linger for two more seconds. And I did. And I learned in that year that I could, it's different. 
It's not the same. It's different. And it's good. Like any relationship, there's different seasons and there's something good in every one of those seasons. I learned to turn my heart to him and have my Jesus encounters often for 10 seconds at a time. Right. Right. You know, and so I would say to you, if your fire's out, you, you, if you want it back, that it's not fully out. That's the first thing. Like I had to realize in my driest, dullest, most seemingly fire out times, I was talking to God about how it felt that way. And I didn't like it. And so I helped, I realized, okay, the fire's not totally out because I'm still turning to God and he's got something for you in the season you're in that will actually ignite the fire again, because sometimes when our fire is out, he wants to reveal a fresh aspect of the fire of his love to us that we can only learn in the situation that we're currently in. So good. So good. Wow. Well, those, those who are watching and listening receive those keys. That was so important. What he just said, I loved how you said that relationships go through phases. It's like, and even in my marriage to Tara, we've been married 12 years. It's probably about the same that you and you have been married maybe longer, but it's like, you have to love when you're in, when you're in love, when you're married to somebody and in covenant, you have to love not only who they have been, but who they are and who they are becoming because people change. Now God doesn't change, but we change. And so in our transformation, there are times and seasons in our life when we realize or we are we are aware of a different aspect of god and i love what you said even when people feel like your fire is out if you're in christ your fire isn't out because holy spirit dwells in you robert that's so powerful um before i i ask you how people can get connected to you robert would you just pray for people as we close just release a prayer in your heart and then i'll i'll ask you how people can get connected to you and your powerful ministry Father, thank you that you love every single person listening and every single person watching so much. And Lord, the message of the cross is that you will do anything and everything that they would know that love and be restored to that fiery, passionate relationship with you. So right now, God, I release a great grace for every single person to be rooted and grounded in your love that they would know the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of your love, but even more than know it because it's beyond knowing and beyond understanding, right now they would experience it. And I release the revelation of your love that you've given me. Let it flood out of me right now and go through this bandwidth, go through these airwaves and sound waves, go through this, 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 the, 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 the video and touch them exactly as they are. Engulf them in the fire of your love, O oh God, and let wave after wave after wave after wave of your love meet them exactly where they are. Burn up every lie of the enemy right now and ignite them afresh with the reality of your love for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So powerful. Robert, thank you so much for being on the show, on the podcast, the vidcast today. How can people get connected to you? You have such a powerful ministry. I always tell people when I talk about you, even more than the ministry, I recommend the man. Mm -hmm. You are such a good man. You're a good friend. You're a good husband. You're a good uncle. 
and, and everything that, you know, spiritual father, everything the Lord has made you. So how can people get connected and how can people give? We always like to encourage people oh. that are listening and watching when we have guests to give, to become monthly partners. This is good soil friends. Yes, this is good ground. Robert goes all over the world. Mm-hmm. He's going to a specific nation soon. That'll be his 40th nation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how can people connect? How can people give? And we, we, we would encourage you to do that. Amen. So. Thank you for the opportunity to share that. The easiest way is roberthotchkin.com. It's the hub for everything where that'll connect you to all the media and resources. Much like you guys, we create a lot of video content, podcasts, all that stuff. And it's hundreds and hundreds of hours of free video, free teaching, prophetic words, prayers. It's all there. It's all for free. That's YouTube. That's all sorts of other places. But if you go to roberthotchkin.com, there'll be links to all of that. And there's very much a giving link. That'd be a great blessing if y'all want to sow though i'd highly recommend you go to benjamin and tara's website and you sow into them because they made this episode possible for you so yeah roberthodgkin.com uh it'll it'll connect them with all the good things we got going on all the free stuff all the resources all of it Awesome. Robert, thank you so much again. And everyone watching, listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Igniting Hearts, where we were discussing maintaining, regaining, and receiving the fire of God. We bless you with the power of Holy Spirit. Have an amazing breakthrough day, and we'll see you for another episode of Igniting Hearts next time. 